Welcome back, everybody. This is Food for Thought. Thoughts of it were you by Neogentrix. Now, I know I haven't been around for a while, and I know a lot of stuff has happened between school starting back up and the end of the summer. Now, a lot of stuff has happened for me as well. There's a lot of different things that's been going on, and I will go into detail on that a little bit later because it's not as important now. But I'm sorry for the wait, uh, late upload, but I am going to finish assertive skills today okay so first things first the topic that i said i was going to cover was how to complain effectively and i will finish that we're going to do that right now uh with, with that being said there was a lot of stuff that happened like i said before i uh, went home for a while i came back to school i mean things between that nature and then people in my job being complete you know anyway moving on to the next topic here. With that being said, there are a lot of people out there that cause problems. They do a lot of things, they cause a lot of issues, and you know, it's in our nature to want to complain or fuss or fight about it, you know, or make a big deal about it, but there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Okay? There are some people who are incredibly effective at making complaints, okay? And they seem to know instinctively how to pitch their problem, what to say, you know, and what to do to get apologies, refunds, or other satisfactory outcomes. Ironically, I'm one of those people, but I don't make it a big deal, okay? Um, unlike some people who throw a fit and or a tamper tantrum in the middle of a store. That's not very effective. It does work, but it, you'll probably get kicked out of the store and not allowed back in there, Okay. Other people find that they just seem to end up sh uh, shouting in frustration down the phone. So there's that. So what is that the first group does that the second group doesn't? I want you to stop and consider this for a second. If you separate them into two groups, the ones that are being belligerent and the ones that aren't, what is the difference between them? Okay. And then ask yourself this question as a follow-up. What is an effective complaint? There's a thought here. I want you to consider this. Okay, there are a simple number of rules that to, to follow to make your complaint more effective, and I want to make sure that a lot of people understand what these effective, uh, what these rules are. Uh, there's different ways to go about it, but you can still get what you want, and the people on the other side feel good, like they did you a service in getting what they want, rather than making everybody unhappy, and the only one that's happy is you. Okay? So with that, I'll take a short break, and then we'll get started. All right, so let's begin. Rule one, <laughs> know what you want to achieve. Okay, you need to have a clear vision of what you're trying to do. All right, the most effective complaints are those who have a clear idea of what they want to achieve from their complaint and who set it out clearly to the person to whom they are complaining to, okay? Like if you want a refund for a product or service that didn't live up to your expectations, just say so. Um, if a refund won't be enough, then say that too. But be nice about it, okay? Um, being angry and, and irritated with the person trying to help you only makes them irritated and it doesn't help the situation. If you're simply looking for an apology, then make that clear. 
this makes your complaint much easier to deal with and also more likely to be resolved to your satisfaction. Okay? So keep that in mind. Next is the second rule. Threaten the company's reputation. Okay? Effective complaints threaten to damage the company's reputation in some possible way. Uh, not overtly, uh, how do I put it? You don't have to say, if you don't respond, then I'll go public. Uh, it's enough just to say, I was really happy with you and would have recommended you to all my friends, but now I don't think I will. Okay? That's a more effective way to go about it than saying that you're going to go public with it like it's some type of news scandal, okay? At that point, it's no longer threatening the company's reputation. You're just threatening the company, okay? And with the second option on with this rule, uh, it'll make the company concerned and aware that you might just tell uh, you might just start telling your friends about your experience or worse uh, talking about it on social media in which case you won't have to go to like the news or anything because it'll spread like wildfire over the web next is rule three aim high and get personal okay uh, most companies have a designated complaint procedure you will probably get a reasonable result if you go through that procedure Typically, that's how that works. Uh, however, you'll get at least a level of response if you write or email the chief executive directly and by name. So make sure you have his name if you can get it. Uh, you can generally find the details on the company's website or via Google, since everything is pretty much digital now. Uh, and at the worst, uh, the chief executive's PA will send you a letter or email straight into the general's complaint uh, procedure but it's quite likely that the chief executive will at least see your email, uh, that you will get some kind of at least personal response, okay? Next is the uh, fourth row here, okay? Write or go in person. Never phone. Don't ever call, okay? And there's a reason for this. It is possible to make effective complaints by phone, but in general, the odds are stacked against you. Consider this. In the first place, you can't see who you're talking to. Uh, you are therefore easy to fob off, if you know what I mean. Uh, ver ver a very junior person may promise to look into it and then do nothing. If you write or email the chief executive, your complaint is much harder to ignore, and if you're standing at the reception desk or on the shop floor demanding to see someone... Uh, senior every two or three minutes, you're likely to get a faster response because you're basically embarrassing them. Uh, so there's that to consider. Uh, reputational damage is bad news for most companies, so they're more likely to cooperate to avoid this. Uh, if you really have a complaint by phone, then they remain focused on what you want to achieve and state it clearly. Okay, You have to stay focused. Make sure that you keep a full record of the conversations as well, including the name of the person to whom you spoke. Uh, if you're not satisfied, ask to, the, ask to speak to that person's manager or, I'm sorry, and don't allow yourself to be fobbed off. What he or she is on a coffee break right now, ask when they'll be back and request that you get a call back or return at that time, okay? Uh, ask for the manager's name, and if they don't call back, call again and ask to speak to them. Basically, you have to be persistent. Don't just hang up and say, okay, well, they said they would call me. And then they never call you, and then you forget about it, and it's a week after the event has occurred, and then they won't honor any of your complaints. You definitely don't want that. 
Um, rule five, use social media, especially if you don't get an immediate response. A complaint expressed via Twitter, especially with the hashtag of the company's name together with bad customer service, is likely to get a very quick response. Trust me. Um, most large companies have someone monitoring their Twitter for any sign of activity about them. Again, it's about reputational damage. And to make matters even more high profile, in your tweet at the uh, chief executive, if he or she is active on Twitter, using their at handle uh, at the beginning of their tweet, uh, your tweet, sorry. Make sure that you have spent time crafting your tweet carefully to express the nature of your complaint or saying how it has taken, uh, how long it's taken to respond to your original complaint. So there's things of this nature that will help you. Those are the first five. I'm gonna take a short break here and we'll cover the next set, okay? six <laughs> expect the unexpected first things first don't be thrown by a company's response to your complaint if you've complained effectively you well well how do i phrase this you may well get a much higher response uh, level of response than you were actually expecting uh, don't be thrown by a company's response in that regard like you'll get better responses if you know what you're actually asking for than to um Leave it vague, okay? For example, the chief executive's PA or very senior manager may call you, and you may get a personal email or tweet from the chief executive. Whatever the level of response, don't feel that you need to jump at the first offer made. You can always say, well, that sounds quite good, and I'd like that very much, but I'm still not confident that you've really taken on board X, whatever X is, uh, quite apart from anything else that gives you thinking time, okay? Basically, say anything you can that would um, draw it out a little bit longer uh, to make sure that they're actually paying attention. Uh, rule seven. Don't get mad. Get even. This is the one time where you're allowed to get even, and it's not immoral. Okay? First things first. You're angry. Okay? That's why you're complaining. Uh, but try to get calm before you email or pick up the phone. I'm saying this because my mom does this, and it's actually really creepy. Um, so uh, I can give you first-hand account of this one. Uh, make sure that you that you're right to be angry before you start jumping into jumping in at the deep end. Are you sure you haven't misunderstood anything? Sometimes it it can be better to wait a day or so before deciding whether to complain. Although there will be obvious times when you just need to wad in all guns blazing. Now, I'm saying this for a reason. My mom's the kind of person that doesn't actually get upset when the company screws up or does something wrong. Rather, when she goes into complaints, she's got this big old smile on her face and in the most calming tone will ask them, can you fix this? And if not, can I please have a refund? And when they try to ask her what's wrong or try to give her some random BS, she continues to smile with this calming personality 
um, trying to get them to solve the problem. And then she says, well, if you're not going to do anything about it, I'll just go somewhere else and I'll tell, take everyone else that I know with me as well. I'm saying this for a reason. When she went to go buy me a TV because my other one was damaged because I had sold it at a pawn shop to pay a bill and went back to go get it, it was damaged. So she went to Best Buy to buy a TV. The sale she they had there was for a really good TV about the same size as mine. It was a 1080p and it was supposed to be $250. The guy didn't have any more and didn't update the site to show that they didn't have any more in stock. So when we got there, he was basically trying to say, well, we were out, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we can always try to find you something else, uh, but it'll be a little bit more. And the guy's like, you know, tr basically trying to push our sides like, you know, we don't have any more, too bad. You know, you should have came sooner. Mom, instead of throwing a fit, said, how dare you do this? You basically, this is false advertising. You're telling everyone that you have something you do not have. And then you're trying to offer me something lower level, lower tier than what I came in here for, for the same price. Are you serious? And then she's like, you know what? And then for whatever reason, my brothers made a comment and said, you know, we can always get a TV cheaper at Micro Center. Okay. So when, when we mentioned that, she's like, yeah, you're right. Let's just go to Micro Center. And she's, she increased her voice volume a little bit. She's like, let's just go to Micro Center. All the TVs there are cheaper and they have better customer service. And as soon as she said that, not only did we start walking towards the door as a family, but everyone else that was around us started walking towards the door as well. So what do you think the manager's response was? Basically, he, he gave up. Let's just put it that way. What's the point of losing one customer if that one customer is going to take half your store with you? That's not very smart, and it's not very business-like. Pretty sure he would get in trouble for that. So, to fix the issue, he offered us a better TV. Uh, instead of getting the 35 he was trying to give us, that was a 1080p for 200 He gave me a 4K uh, UHD 47-inch TV that was supposed to be $600 for the same price. In which case... She kept her cool. She did what she was supposed to. She achieved the goal she wanted to, all while being basically completely pissed at the same time. Okay? So there is a right and a wrong way to do this. Which brings me to the final point, rule eight. If you don't get a response that you want, say so. There is no point in seeing uh, seeing to yourself, basically. Uh, if you are talking to someone and they don't seem to be listening to you, then say so. And I'm pretty sure you can tell from my example, my mom basically made her opinion vocal. But respective at the same time. If they are responding to a completely different point, then make that clear. If they are being downright rude, uh, sorry, rude, then ask politely if they are aware how rude that sounded. And if you're not happy that the person to whom you are talking has the authority to agree to the response that you want, then ask to speak to their manager. Okay? And at all times, remain polite and clear about what you want to achieve. Now, remember this as I'm closing this out. You have to follow the rules above, but above all, remain calm and focus on what you want to achieve. Your effectiveness at complaining should improve dramatically. And keep this in mind. This may not work with everybody. This may not work with every company, but it is has been proven to be at least 85% effective nationwide because a lot of companies, their reputation is all they have left in this world right now, especially here in America with everything going on. So 
Why lose that? When a company has a high reputation and it just suddenly bottoms up because of one random customer, they can't allow this. And one example of this would probably be Apple, as their devices are basically mainstream and they're high profile. If their accounts and everything wants to go down because of one person's extremely bad experience, like a phone exploding in front of their face, I'm pretty sure they would do something about it. So with that being said, thank you for listening. I know I've been gone for a while. This is Food for Thought by Neogentrix. Thoughts if it were you. If you like what you hear, if you love what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Uh, I'm also available on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and some of your other favorite stations as well as iTunes. Let me know what you think, any comments or concerns that you have. Have a great rest of your day.